people should probably know as co-founders, we tend to always have the same lunch. We, it'll be like, what salad do you want? Today we split a hamburger and a salad. Um, and then we split a little dessert. It's like I don't two, feel gross. No, I just want to like, point out. We're like two old ants. <laughs> it's just sort of like, oh, let me have a little bit of that. Oh, have you tasted the peach mm, pie? That's good. Every day. You know, we talk about being programmers and designers and um, product managers, right, Rich? Yes. And I think a lot of times people don't know exactly what that means in that they sort of assume maybe that programmers sit down at a blank screen and just start writing code. Colored type. All yeah. sorts of colors, colored fonts Syntax on your screen, black. Right? Or that designers sort of sit down and again, blank screen, and then they think like, how will I design today? But the reality is that our industry is actually on rails. There's a lot of things that are already there that you take for granted that we don't actually have a lot of control over. Apple's iOS. You ever notice how the apps all look kind of the same a little bit? Yes. Not the games necessarily, but almost everything else. It's got that texture and that, the way the buttons look. And then Android has its own thing. You can't possibly swim into an ocean of possibility such as iOS or Android and start with nothing. They have to give you a head start. We never start from scratch in our business. If you say, hey, I need to build an app. Yeah. What you're actually saying is, hey, Postlight, I want you to take a whole bunch of libraries and frameworks of existing code. Lego pieces. That Apple gives you. And they all have names and documentation. And I want you to start there. And mm -hmm. I want you to open up a program, probably Xcode. And I want you to use one of two programming languages, Swift or Objective-C. Okay, now you're, you're killing people. I am. I know this is a lot, right? Yeah. But And I want you to use those programming languages to glue and buttons and little uh, wires, fake mm -hmm. wires on the yep. screen, like a mixing board. Yep. And I want you to go into the library of all the code that exists. And let's say I want something that tracks my heartbeat. Then I go and I use the health kit tools or I want something that plays an mp3 and I go get the mp3 player widget as a programmer and I glue these things together and then I spackle it with as little new code as possible maybe yeah, some people maybe. like to get adventurous but yes this is the thing that people don't know when you come to us and say write me an app you're asking us to write as little code as possible that's in your best interests yes you're saying you have domain knowledge. You understand this library top to bottom better than other people. Yep. And I want you to go in and make a collage of all those pieces and do as little as you can to give me the experience that I'm asking yep. for. You know what's a great example here? I think that people will, it'll help people process this. I want to create a camera app. Right. That's a corner of that phone. That phone, there's a world inside and that you, phone. And you think about it like, you know, camera app needs to understand things like light, and pixels. Yeah, and, we're not starting there. Yeah. We're right? not starting there. Like, I'm not going to start. I'm not going to say like, how will an individual pixel work? How many no. colors? Apple did have? a lot of work thinking about that. That's right. Right. I'm going to create an app that turns pictures that I take into pencil drawn sketches. 
great. Okay, so now I'm going to use like, you know, camera kit. I have to get the get photo. That. And, and I, that's how, why it looks the same, right? Like you pop, you, it gives you that little camera icon and you pop it up and you're in the camera app. Yeah. And then the, I didn't reinvent the software right. to access the camera hardware. That, that's right. That's right. right. And so Apple has one of those. And what so, is all this called? What is What are these, these head starts? It's a great way to call it. These are head right. starts. The software development kits. Exactly. Now, also, it's a, it's interesting, right? Because on the web, there's less of a concept of an SDK, even though that's kind of what a browser is, and more of this idea of frameworks like Ruby on Rails and Django on the back end, and now there's front-end frameworks. Which, are, like, by the way, are totally optional. These yeah. are people playing that's on right. the web. You, If you really don't... First off, you might not need them. Yeah. You, you might be putting up a, a web page that has some information that's about That's right. You. Just playing like, you know, come to my restaurant. Right. Exactly. Sometimes you need something much more complex and sophisticated. You could just use the baseline capabilities of an agreed upon set of standards that browsers have. That's right. Or you can get fancy. So look, we're getting into the weeds here, but the key thing to understand is that why do apps look the same? Why do they behave the same? Why And, and this, this can be on the web and this can be on mobile and this can be on desktop. It's because everybody's using those same libraries. And that's to that's well, to everyone's benefit. It's really tricky, right? Because if you you think that you want to innovate, you'd want to break out of that. And some do. Some do. We but, should talk about that actually. But you know what really does often is games. But even those have incredible libraries well, like they do. Unreal they, and But what they'll often kind of reinvent the interface. Yes. Like, you know, you have to click yeah. on a dog's head in order to Oh, oh you're game. talking about the actual interactions yeah. and but menus. But the game it's stuff. oh, once you get inside the game, it's a 3D everybody chooses an engine, which is the game SDK. Yeah. These things are everywhere. Again, you're not going to do that again. And this is the great tension in our industry because you want to innovate and you want to blow everything up. But the cost to do so is unbelievably high because the minute you take these rails away, or well, the minute you take this like yeah. starter kit away, yeah. there's a like, better way to go through contacts. You know, you know what it is. <laughs> I could go to the store, I can buy food, and I can cook from a recipe, or I could grow my own wheat. Right, right. To make my bread, yeah, that's there was a website about this, and it was like, how long would it take you to actually like for recipes? It kept like breaking them apart, mm -hmm. you know, to make your own wheat and get all the, you know, to get to raise the cows to have the butter and so on. Yeah, it would be like thirteen years to make right. a loaf of bread. Right, right. So you got to be very mindful of what you're up against. We had Brett Victor on this podcast at one point. He's trying to create a new computing medium, and he's thinking literally in a five thousand year cycle. Yeah, right. And so it's like. That spreadsheet is really long. <laughs> That's right. That's the kind of ambition if you're going to say, I'm going to get beyond today's SDKs and frameworks. I think you can take those little adventurous leaps. And I want to use an example hmm. you know, without getting too abstract and technical here. You know, a lot of these are, are sort of categorized and organized in terms of objects. And these, these are things that encapsulate both what they're capable of doing and what they are. Well, they look like folders. When you're programming, you have mm -hmm. a bunch of folders and then you open up the folder and it'll be like, here's the health folder yes. and it'll have weight tracker.h and, you know, just sort of all the different things that you might need are Correct. in this box. And they're very parameterized, right? You mm -hmm. can, you, you have things that you're, you're supposed to stay within the rules, but you can do this. And, and the software makers do let you do it to a limit is override the capabilities and the characteristics of these objects or create your own. You That's can essentially right. go lower level. Well, because they're all, all those things that we're talking about are just code. Someone else coded them. So you could make your own piece of code that does the exact same thing, but different. And share it out That's to right. the world. One of my favorite examples is the invention of pull to refresh. Apple didn't come up with pull to refresh. It actually yeah, it sounded like it was one, like pull to refresh. 
because we've all started to take it for granted. It sounds like like poultry, like poultry. Should, it probably deserves a name. It's three words. If you pause and think about it, it's so pervasive. But then it's everywhere. PTR, which it could be pointer, could be Peter. No, I don't know what it could be. We need to come up with that as a gift out of this Sir podcast. Sir Dragalot. Sir Dragalot? No. Okay. That's your shortcut? <laughs> So, Pull to Refresh was created inside of a Twitter app, an independent Twitter app by a guy named Lauren Brichter. Okay, Apologies you, if I'm mispronouncing but it. But back when you could build things on top of Twitter. Back when Twitter had an API. Yeah. They do have an API. It's just I very know, limited. It's, but it's not for everybody. No, it's, it's not for, for everybody. Like downloading things. So the app was called Tweety. Tweety. I and remember he, Tweety. He hated the little, usually it shows as like the a little arrow. Circ, the arrow that's looping oh, reload. around into the itself. Reload. The reload. Yeah. And he's like, this is ridiculous. This is what I do all day on Twitter. Right. Right. So he created this interaction and you pull down on the feed, mm-hmm. on the Twitter feed, and it has this sort of elastic characteristic. And Bounces you, back right away. Only if you pull it down enough. Yeah. Okay. You have to get enough inertia behind it and the rubber band snaps back and Momentum. refreshes. I always get confused. And anyway. it's a work of genius. Yeah. He deserves it because pull refresh is great. It's great. Because you're sitting there and you're just like, I need to consume more trash in my trash hole brain. <laughs> and then you go, well, what's the simplest, <laughs> most disgusting, filthy, lazy yeah. action I could do? And you paw the screen right. like a fat animal <laughs> and it comes down just a tiny bit and then it bounces back and fills up with new garbage garbage this junk into your garbage brain and you just feel so good and then you do it again like a minute yeah. later oh with one hand by oh, the way with one hand because the other hand has a cheeseburger yeah, in it just what you've, <laughs> you've actually you haven't been able to get it in your mouth you keep putting it like on your face and here um so, so no, twitter but, acquired tweety oh okay it became twitter the, uh, I, the, the mobile client okay. and pull to refresh exploded. Uh, the interaction oh, yeah. became so pervasive. And by the way, we're talking about how these libraries are great for engineers because they standard. get to skip. Yeah. It, it's great for users because the, the patterns and the and the, the gestures become common and become so much easier but to pick up is, another app. It's and also use it the same how way. giant platform companies like Apple and Google consolidate their power. Without a doubt. This is the thing, like, it's not... We, which we should get to design and design Yeah, because people SDKs. think it's like, how do these companies get so much power in the world? Well, if you want to make software, you have to use these frameworks if you're going to compete in the market and aren't going to, like, pull to refresh is, is an exception. Most people do not invent new user interface paradigms. And so you have to kind of play in their garden and then the software comes out on their platform and people go, oh, I like that software. I better get a Mac. I better get an iPhone. Yeah, and and then more people use it, so more developers show up, and they use that SDK. Uh, so, but this is the kind of soft power pull in that these. Pla- this is how these companies get so big. Isn't this the model behind fast food? You're going to yeah. get cons- it, fast food. It's it's good because it has fat and sugar in it, but consistency. Yeah. is huge. Like people who go on vacations go back to McDonald's because they know what they're going to get. But see, my that's argument, very powerful. My argument is that all the power in all the platform companies, Microsoft is another example, the way that they get you, the way that they turned into trillion dollar, zillion dollar companies is that they had better SDKs, that the software development kit mm-hmm. was usable. Lower the barrier. Lowered the barrier. More people came on. More people came on because the software was what they wanted. And this was actually, Microsoft kicked everybody's ass this way for years. They were, there's a joke where, you know, Steve, there's not a joke, it's a meme, early meme where Steve Ballmer is yelling, developers, developers, and running around. Uh, and sweating for on behalf of Microsoft. But Microsoft was famous for loving their developers and giving mm-hmm. them the tools that they needed to yeah. write Microsoft Windows program. A shout out to Microsoft Visual Studio. Right. 
Microsoft Visual Studio, you would never think that you would should bother to make a GUI experience that was intuitive and actually helpful for someone that's building stuff. That's right. Way back then. Well, and because back then it was you just used a text editor and you figured it out, yes. damn it. Yes. And the idea of hitting a dot or period and then seeing all of the attributes and methods that can come off of something to move you along the coding process was really... The, to me, the, the ultimate manifestation of what you're talking about is like, how do we not only lower the barrier in terms of they don't have to code as much, but even when they do code, right? how do we make this actually a good experience? So for what's happening, right? These giant platform companies are very good. They get good at reacting to complexity. Yeah. Because if you read an old computer manual, and I don't care if you're coming from an engineering side, a design side, just out of curiosity. If you read like from the 70s, like how to do it, it's really simple. It's you were going to write a program that might control like industrial refrigerators. And yeah. if you were thinking about graphics, you were going to draw rectangles. And that yeah. was about it. And so the frameworks and the and the the limits were built in. You could make it beep, you, people could type into it, uh, or it could like operate a crane. Yep. Those were the things a computer could do. And then, you know, Windows comes along and suddenly you can do like 5,000 things on a screen. Same with the Mac. And, and then that world kept expanding and expanding. And there are teams that worry about those kits, uh, that worry about and think oh, about huge, the next version. And, huge. And the documentation is pristine. There must be thousands of people working on Without or, you know, the Apple ecosystem at this point. And yeah. so it really defines design. It's a big deal. Hey, Rich, you know what people come to Postlight for? I do, but I'd like you to say it, Paul. People come to Postlight to build the platforms that drive the entire global internet. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> slow it down. No, I can't slow it, slow it down because I'm so busy build, delivering yeah. services. Uh, no, I can't. Uh, you know what's one of the more interesting things about the blend of work we see is um, some of it is people just want to try a new thing. And sometimes, sometimes. it's... I've got to fill in the blank for, I, I want to build the iTunes of blank. Yep. It's just people riffing and they want to talk. That's yep. fun. Always fun. And sometimes it's the big company and that problem's just, it's turned into a rash. Let me tell you something before we get back to the show. What people come to us for is change, right? They come to us and they say- Solve problems. That's right. I want to make something new. Or sometimes they say, I know that if I get this piece of software to live inside of my organization, that I will be doing right by the company because I will have created and the change. for that's myself. Right. I will have created, yeah, that's right. And I'll be able to move forward and we'll be able to move forward. Right. So that's in a very abstract way. But what we really do on a day-to-day -day basis is we take your problems and we turn them into working software on the modern web and on modern mobile and, and just anywhere it needs to go. Designers, engineers, so great if you, talent. If you need us, hello at postlight.com and we look forward to talking to you. Apple doesn't even call it anything. I well, think. no, I mean, they, they still, it's the human interface guidelines. Yes, they do have those, which are legendary and right. frankly, uh, pretty funny to read. Yeah. They're actually fascinating because it sounds like a fascist dictator. Oh, yeah. It's telling you how to, You're gonna, how to live your life. This is, everything's going to be really on good. this grid. <laughs> it's just, and it's also do not make the user go too far to the left. That's here. right. Make That's it, right. <laughs> it's really funny. And those are guidelines. But then to your point earlier, which is the look and feel of the thing and the, the reuse of a themed sort of set of controls 
is very aggressively uh, enforced. This is what and, I want to encourage. This is what I want to get at because design and sort of brand focused design and sort of the traditional qualities of design were always about having a specific kind of voice, right? Like the work that Paul Rand does or the work they do down the street at Pentagram. Yep. Like there's a real, you pick it up and you're like, ooh, boy, I, I recognize this. It feels familiar. It, it works within a set of parameters, but it's, it's original too. And there's always a, there's a huge tension in technology where follow the rules of the SDK, follow the human interface guidelines and make it look exactly like the other apps and behave exactly like the other apps or you'll lose the user. Yeah. This is very risky. If you don't make it work the way we say it's going to, it needs to work, people will be confused. They won't want to do it. Software is really mm -hmm. complicated. Yeah. So don't screw with it too much. Yeah. Put the menu where the menu goes. And when you mess with that and you mess with those patterns, it actually does hurt. I, I, I want to use an example we went through yesterday, Paul. Okay. I don't even want to mention the shop. But a, uh, a salad chain. A salad chain. And I was ordering it online and I added... Paul salad into the, the cart. And then I spent about three minutes tapping around. I didn't know how to add another salad. No. And so you, Rich held this up to me and was like, I want you to add your own salad. And it was, and I, I couldn't do it. It's worth noting. This is an engineering team and a design team that really decided to be a little more adventurous because they wanted to create a, a distinct experience. Oh, it looks good too. And it's, everything slides and, and skids. And, and you just, just, it feels like fresh produce. You're like, oh, I, here we go. I'm, I'm ordering lunch with a piece of lettuce. Mm -hmm. And That's right. could you do it, Paul? I could, <laughs> couldn't not. Do it. I couldn't. And then I literally started to make excuses for them. I'm like, well, maybe they optimize for a single salad experience. <laughs> which if you Which is not good for business. Well, if you want to understand the relationship that you and I have, it's you're there like these sons of bitches. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> Give you, them a I, minute. you sit in the planning room and you're like, well, people only order one salad. And then, which, of course, is completely wrong. I mean, you want People, maximum salads want, ordered. It's, also like, it's, a, it's New York City. It's a corporate salad order. It's a very common thing. Like, they screwed up real bad. They, they screwed, screwed up, up terribly. Which, uh, you know, I think going off the script, that's, that's a right. great way to talk that's about when, when engineers but and designers I'll give jump you an, off the script. I'll give you another example. This one is particularly egregious. Adobe Creative Suite. I can't. Every wait. new version, right? You're this, like, oh, okay, Photoshop. And then, you know, now I subscribe to it, which yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. And, and there's, oh, there's new stuff. And it is a, I have no idea. They change everything every it's time. It's an abomination. There's, there's toolkits flying all over the place. There's, so Adobe is actually a fascinating example because what they have is their own SDK. They have their own like Adobe oh, world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 8 million years old or 20 years old. That Then they go in and they're like, oh, we're going to build Creative Suite. Well, we'll they're not going to use Apple's color picker. They're going to use Adobe Photoshop color picker, which they've optimized beautifully for 800 years. It's 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 a lot, and so and it's a mess. Well, and, they, and and I think they're always reinventing, and it's always they want to be an operating system company. Can you not get it? I know, I know, because I know designers who stuck to certain versions when it was boxed. Oh yeah, They're like I'm not upgrading. The last I'm, I'm flying on this. The last time anything actually significantly changed was CS4. Now they basically are taking away useful menu options. Like, I don't know. So you can't save for web in the way you used to be able to. I don't just, understand any hard. of it. And I have no idea what I'm getting. And if you right mouse, I once right mouse clicked and oh. it was the size of the whole monitor. Oh and I have a big God. monitor, dude. It <laughs> Me was too. A, a stack of 40 options. I also I don't, know, I I don't know half the programs from Adobe that I have. No, I've no. got. I mean, sure, I know Illustrator. And oh, you're buying that package. I have no idea. You can't just get. No, one I thing. can clearly. I could remake Titanic. It's a shit show. But I have no idea what's happening. But, but credit to Adobe for giving every single engineer that worked on Photoshop props when you load it in the little. <laughs> 
That's right. If the problem is it zips by at 180 miles an hour. And so, mom, if, I, I'm, I'm on the Adobe team. Did you see my name when you loaded up Photoshop? And it's like two milliseconds of my name. No, it's just, it's, there's 8 million people. <laughs> that it, if Adobe Photoshop worked like Mac apps typically work, it'd be a lot easier to learn and adapt to. But it would also be less differentiated. And it's Photoshop and it's Adobe, so it has its own thing going. Wait, we should talk about Google. Yeah, we should. About 10 years ago, Google, the, the, the design beast inside of Google woke up. Yeah. Like Maybe a, a little longer Like than a kraken. And all of a sudden, Google gave a shit about design. Yeah. And they have, they've actually branded it. Uh, they have a whole library and language and vocabulary and system around design called... Material. Just reflect on that name. Good name. The material design system, which is like a pseudo... Okay, so that works on Android. And they've also sort of ported a lot of it to the web. Everywhere. Yeah. I so, just got the Google Mesh router. Mm-hmm. And you're right. They applied that aesthetic, which is sort of like kids' construction paper. You know, I think... I always think of... Google design used to be really like Marissa Meyer testing 900 shades of blue. That yeah. was always the story there. Yeah, that was the old story. And I think at one point they must have just gone like, yeah... We're not going to run everything on statistics. It's not, it's actually inefficient. Yeah. Like it's inefficient to be like, we'll test everything. It's like, sometimes yeah. you just like, we'll see what happens and then we'll adapt. Yeah. And, and, and that's credit to them. It's, it's the latest Android, which I haven't played with yet. is called Pi. I have it. Yeah. It's great. Is it good? Yeah. Is it a I lot mean, of new paradigms. Every, and it's not even that much. It just works. It's just, they're it's good. At, they're getting smooth. They're getting re, of all of them, they're, they're probably the best at getting out of your way. You know, there's right. a great web to, widget toolkit that works on a lot of the modern frameworks is IBM. They did this thing called uh, Carbon. Okay, let's pause on that and absorb it. IBM, has International a, Business Machines. An open source widget toolkit that they can use because they build lots of software for lots of people. Yeah, it's handsome. And I've then they it, open source it. It's pretty put together. It's just very elegant. It's very simple. And so yeah. like this is, if you are a giant, giant enterprise and you want to keep things consistent across your org, this is one of the things you build. But again, if you think engineers like to go off the script, designers love to go off the script. That's creativity. Yeah, and there's this innate tension that is built into these things, right? I'm not going to just pick up the same Lego pieces every time. No, I know. And so when you come and talk to a software people about building, this is the great wrestling match. Like, you know, if you bought a Commodore 64 in 1984, it came with a manual and you looked inside of it and it told you where all the different memory mo- nodes were in the thing, right? And Long you could, live the Commodore 64. No, but you could, you wanted purple goblins running across your screen. You did that at like the processor level though. Yeah. The whole computer was yeah. fully dedicated. Not a lot of tools. No, and the whole computer was fully dedicated to your silly purple goblins. Yeah. Okay, the way you do Purple Goblins now is you go into Illustrator and you save an SVG file that you then put onto the web and you slowly animate it using one of many toolkits. Or you get the web animation toolkit out of your SDK Mm -hmm. and you say, I'm going to use this Purple Goblin goblin asset and here are its eyes and I'm going to have them rotate around this circle. Right, And so you can still be insanely creative within that. But the box is really clearly defined. And that's where innovation, like innovation comes when you do stray, right? I mean, pull the refresh. That's a guy who just, I'm going to assume he took like an acid hit. (laughs) That's how design happens in your world. (laughs) Look, what do people out in the world, civilians or people who want to come to Postlight and hire us or people who want to get into software, what do they need to go learn and understand about SDKs? What what should they do? They should do what I do. 
I'm not an engineer. I've tinkered, but I am not an engineer by any means. I love to go in. Just go look around. That's right. If you're on a Mac, download Xcode. Yeah, but it's it's pretty much beautifully documented on the web. Yeah, that's uh, true. Just go, go search, look around, and it's search. it's a fascinating world because you you, and I think any product manager should have a sense of how this world. Yeah, works. because these are your Legos. These are your Legos, and yeah. and you need to know the depth of, the depth. Of, it's of, like of an architect knowing with. like how windows work in the walls. Exactly. Like, you gotta know. If there's one piece of advice that comes out of yeah. this, it's that. So let's reinvent something right now. Ready? Yeah. There's pull to refresh. Okay. I, how about yank to respond? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It's okay. Okay. I just, someone recently put out a game where you just yell, you yell, enhance, computer, yeah. enhance. Yeah. I think that's good. Like yell to enhance <laughs> yeah. is a good. Well, we've got face ID. That's right. Um, how about this one? Ready? This yeah. gets intense. Smile to fave. That's good, but I got one better. Lo- wait, I'm looking at the post, smile and if I fave. smile and it picks up my teeth, you got to get teeth in That's though. probably real, but I got one that's better. <laughs> you ready? And we're going to end this podcast with this. You ready? Go. Kiss to quit. Ooh. Blow a kiss. Uh-huh. It's very French. App closes. <laughs> and then the app just closes. You have to blow it? You don't have to. You just no. the computer's watching. and then, Bl- Blow is a hard quit, a force quit. Yeah. The <laughs> kiss to quit beautiful all right rich let's get out of here hello at postlight.com whoa 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 you're in a hurry today i got a lot i got a lot of meetings actually i'm pretty busy all right have a great week everyone okay bye